the Agostin Hosinga show with your host Agostin Hosinga. Smack the shit out your bitch ass midget girlfriend, nigga. <laughs> Welcome back to the Agostino Zynga show with I, your host, Agostino Zynga, and this is episode number 697. This is 697 of the Agostino Zynga show with I, your host, Agostino Zynga, and I hope you are doing splendid wherever this lovely podcast may find you. I hope you are doing well. How am I? All good, all things considered. I'm currently sat in the dark with only an LED light for my friend, for my guide, for my company. And I'm currently recording this review. No, sorry, this review. This podcast very, very late in the evening, but or in the morning, let's say. But you know what? I can't complain. I just finished a really decent, hard, strenuous workout a few hours earlier. Um, I'm not going to stop talking about this, but I'm really, really enjoying the fact that I now have the option to go to a gym that's open 24 hours a day. It allows me to just work all day to get all the stuff I need to get done in a day and then know I have whatever hours left until the clock strikes 12, like I'm flipping Cinderella before I can go and work out so I can count for the day. And it's always good to get a workout in on a Monday to get the week started off well. So you're on a good sort of track and a good little method and a good little flow. So I did it, got it in time, just about got home to come back home, have some coffee, have some water and get it going. You know what I mean? I'm absolutely over the moon about it. So I'm um, big up me, big up the area for getting the gym. I'm not just sure what more I can do, but I'm absolutely glazing the gym that I would go to now. Absolutely glazing it. Absolutely glazing it. Apart from that, what has been going on with moi? Not really much, to be honest. There was many trips planned to go to. I'm currently now still kicking myself in the flipping nanas because I didn't manage to go to Berlin this weekend just past. Um, Renee Wise was closing, one of the DJs that I've kind of been obsessed with over the last few months or last couple of years, actually. I've been following him around semi-regularly when he's been playing here in London and parts of the UK. And I was meant to go to Berlin to go watch him play in Berghain, closing set. And there was also the added advantage of seeing a um, deep house sort of legend in the same vein as Ricardo Bellobos, this guy called Radu. I'm not sure if a lot of you guys know who he is, but Radu was playing at one of my favorite clubs over there in Berlin too, called Club Divisionaire, but I couldn't go this weekend because I had so much on. So I'm a bit flipping gutted about that, but you know, it is what it is. The good thing about these European trips, you can always book them another time. It's never like, an, you know, it's not going to be the last time that Rene Wade's going to be closing Bergen, I don't think, because he only started playing there, I feel like recently. Maybe it was in the last few years or so, and he's already kind of ascended to the to the levels where I feel like he gets booked to play there semi regularly, like he's playing there maybe every other month, and he also um, has the ability to kind of play like you know um, sets where he gets to close this club. So I really do appreciate the fact that you know there's always an option open 
because clearly he's impressing the right people over there at Flipping Berghain and they're giving him all the sets that he needs to get it going. So big up Flipping Renee Wise, big up Renee Wise, but obviously not big up me because I couldn't go. And then there was also another party meant to be happening on the Friday, I think. There was, um, what's his face? Um, Jensen helicopter playing in fold, but I didn't manage to go to that. But it was quite nice actually to get some updates from this guy I know uh, from Instagram. He messaged me. We kind of wanted to meet up and forward and hang out and have some beers and dance around and shit. But I couldn't go as well because I had stuff to do. But it was great to see him kind of update me in the morning and basically say, oh, he kind of found, um, what was it, an after party, an after hours, which is something I used to go to a lot and send me a little video of these forest waves. I'm not sure if I can find a video of them online, but essentially in london we had this whole big trend in the summer just before the pandemic actually it may have been before like 2018 or maybe even 2017 to 2018 that's when or 2019 that's when i was kind of really aware of them but essentially there were these raves that people were throwing um in the forest um kind of like around hackney marshes area if you're familiar with, with london and whatnot and essentially provided people with an option to go and you know continue the party after you get chucked out of a club because for the most part in the uk in london clubs close latest 6 a.m but most clubs close between the hours of two and four so if you've just got out of your house at 12 you know you really need to go somewhere else to kind of shake the cobwebs out and get you going so unfortunately unfortunately um the only place to do this is in a forest rave and these forest raves are kind of sketchy i'm not gonna lie um essentially it's just some random person hooks up a generator or plugs a dj their equipment into a generator or maybe sometimes into a flipping car and then just starts blasting the music in the forest and usually i only found them because i would kind of you know stay at the end of the rave right until the end i'll be one of the last people to leave then as i was leaving you either kind of loiter around outside the club hoping to like you know befriend a group of people and act non-needy it's really hard to do that but you have to kind of act non-needy with a group of people outside and then you can kind of tag along with them when they go to a forest rave or the other option which i used to do which is a really fucking crazy option thinking back at it is that i would go to the forest and just kind of hold my ear out like as if i'm fucking waiting to hear the screams of my lost child running in the streets i'd want to kind of cup my ear and kind of hear if i can you know figure out a baseline could i hear some hi-hats <laughs> could i hear some drops and then i'd fucking go to the fucking party imagine how much of a loser i had to be to do that i did that quite often and it's lucky that i'm a you know um big black dude so it's very unlikely that some guy is gonna jump me in the forest and try and kind of have his way with my asshole that's not gonna happen so you know safety is not really a, a, a problem for me but it is still kind of loserish to think of myself you know out there in the flipping forest raves like you know looking for raves with my ear cupping my ears holding a bottle of fucking really warm beer or some red wine i managed to nab somewhere taking my last couple of bumps and stuff of whatever i've got left and then desperately trying to find a party and then getting there and you know it's not really a party it's just like a forest like a, a little kind of clearing where there's some space and people just dancing or standing around right and you know when the sun rises i don't know about you guys um but i tend to sometimes question my life decisions like i love raving i love getting on it and shit but when the sun rises i genuinely question my life decisions i'm like sitting there thinking oh my god i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have been here i should be at home um i should have a family <laughs> i should be driving a car i should be living in a house or not an apartment i literally start to question all my fucking life choices when i'm out there in those forest raves so 
it didn't really last too long for me. It got to a point where I kind of had to kind of knock it on the head because I was also doing that thing where I'd stay out from like Thursday to Sunday and sometimes over to Monday and it would just be fucking, you know, going, 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 going. And I think after a period of time, there's only so much flipping MDMA one person's brain can manage before you just start breaking down and you start getting the opposite effects of whatever euphoria is, which might be depression. And then you have to say, you know what? I'm going to stop. <laughs> so I was lucky that I stopped. And I actually stopped just before the pandemic, actually, because, and then when the pandemic came around, I was one of those fucking pussies that was really scared of catching COVID. So I didn't go out. Like I was one of those people that actually didn't go to a rough forest rave. I didn't go to a warehouse rave. I just kind of stayed in for the two and a half years that everything was happening. But I did see a lot of forest raves happening at the time. Um, I actually see on YouTube here, there's a couple of videos. Let me get these up. These these actually might give you a good idea of what happened, but these videos could give you an idea of what the kind of vibe was like out there. These videos here. Let me scroll down. Yeah, let's see this one. This one kind of looks where I was. This is Vlad G at the HBXT London. Let's see who this is. This is from like seven years ago, though. And it's only a 10 second, it's only a 10 second video, but let me just get this, the fucking chat box out of the way. And you can see what I'm talking about. But this was kind of what the vibe was like out there. So it's kind of scatty, you know. It, it's giving crackhead, but trust me, it was fun. I guarantee you this was really, really fun. I do, I'm not lying to you guys. I would never lie. This was actually really, really fun. Let me play this video quick and you can hear the, the tunes in them. So yeah, I'd be I'd be all around these places, like just dancing around. And usually it was funny because the only kind of black dudes that would be there would usually be dealers. Um, most people there will just be doing balloons, like just literally like, all you'd hear is that and you hear people sucking on balloons there'd be random chats happening people trying like the the best things i liked about after hours is like usually there'll be people there legitimately thinking that they're, they're gonna save you know they're gonna solve the world's problems legitimately there were people there that honestly thought they were going to solve the world's problems by sitting around in a forest somewhere getting high talking absolute shit so it was absolutely hilarious to see all that stuff play out in real time so what a great time to be alive i enjoyed it um good to see it and again big up that guy for sending me the clips and showing me the people out there around who were kind of having a good time doing their thing over there um i didn't really feel any fomo again i think that's a real big um growth for me because there was a period of time in my life where most of my decisions to go out were also predicated by you know did i feel fomo yes or no like am i actually desperate to go out just so i can go out because i see these pictures of people outside and videos and stuff but nowadays i can watch clips i can watch live streams and shit and i don't feel an inch and ilk and flipping dashing of fomo so happy for me happy for me in that regards moving on actually and talking about being happy i saw this picture of flipping kanye west and his wife bianca and i was like you know what yay is living Kanye you know now known as flipping yay or yay for me known as Kanye West is absolutely living he's out there traveling around the world going to parts you know I think last time we checked I think it was in Tokyo and now he happens to be in Italy he's just doing he's just living life the way you should be living it and to me this is what you should be doing 
if you have fuck you money he shouldn't be doing what he was doing a few years ago where it seemed like he was incredibly jealous of drake's success and wanted to like you know compete with him on that level but he also clearly didn't want to do the work that that drake does to be that big of a star or to be likable or whatever it may be right he's not going to play that game because yeah he's going to always be yay so it's good to see that he's finally accepted his status which is a legend right but he's also not willing to kind of play the game you know as an artist and be dropping music all the time doing interviews always in the studio like just kind of you know just out and about living whenever inspiration strikes i'm sure because he's got the means he's going to do as much as he can to flip in you know make the flipping tunes and put those out there i'm pretty sure that's something that he's going to end up doing also so i'm a big fan of him doing those type of things so big up him for that but just in general it's just good to see him kind of happy good to see him clearly in a good mood and living life and this is a picture as you can see here of um, kanye somewhere in italy unfortunately yo big up um, abbe martinez appreciate you Oh, sorry. the The flipping thing was off. I I apologize, Abbe Martinez. Let me uh turn the thing back on again and replay it. Thank you for the one dollar ninety nine super chat, my friend. Let's replay it one more time. Apologies to those of you listening. Let me replay it one more time. Will it be the conversation? Oh, it won't play the chat anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, it says a uh, big ups from Long Island, just under for a fourteen-hour shift. Okay, big up you, Abby Martinez. Um, hanging in there, my friend. I think the longest shift I've ever done might have been like ten hours. Yeah, back in my retail days, I think I done a ten-hour shift. That was like around Boxing Day and stuff. And to be honest, I don't know how fourteen hours is, but I do know after like seven or eight or nine. You just hit a point where you just keep going with the flow. You, you, you can't really feel time anymore. It's odd. I think sometimes if you do like a half a day, you feel the time a lot. Like it, it feels like time is going really slow. And of course, a normal seven to eight hour shift, the time drags. But I feel like once you kind of go over nine, time just becomes like a flat circle. You know, it just becomes like whatever. It doesn't really matter if you're doing 12, 14 or 18. It just, it's just time. So I remember those, those, you know, those occasions where I do 10 hour shifts, sometimes back to back, especially during the boxing day sales, where you'd have to go and prep the stock. You'd have to obviously sell it. You have to then do all the cleanup after the fact, like all of that stuff was flipping horrendous, honestly. So, 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 so bad. Um, but yeah, it was a good, it's good for your mental fortitude. I swear to God, it really kind of gets your brain kind of locked in. So I'm really happy I was able to do that and kind of be able to kind of, you know, um, sail through all the trepidations that kind of come through that sort of stuff. And it kind of holds you in a good stead when you end up moving to the office like I did, because then office work becomes so easy, man. You hear some people complain about in the office. You're like, Jesus, man, like this is fucking a walk in the park from the stuff I used to do before and the, the time I was having to require to be spending at work and shit. So big up Ed Martinez. Appreciate you. Another super chat. Thank you, bro. Trick is not think about it. I work security. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, that obviously is the key. If you work security, for sure, doing that, not thinking about it, not having it on mind is definitely a good way to kind of just power through. Um, with me, I used to just not even think about it i'll just concentrate on the work which is odd to say because i sound like some sort of fucking do-gooder but i'll just focus on just doing the jobs and usually that will take away all the time like if i just focused and did it and sometimes i'll do the old cheeky thing of like dragging out tasks you know i could do a task in an hour i drag it out to two or three but i just focus on the work because i always found when you first start sometimes you get like 
a temptation to kind of be lazy and not do anything if you've got a long shift. But it's actually the wrong approach. You actually actually do things, like try and do your job. Don't actually try and skive and hide in the stock room or hide around the back or just chat on the shop floor. That's actually going to make your day way longer. Actually doing the work, weirdly enough, actually helps. So, you know, what can you do? Um, anyway, going back to Kanye, he looks absolutely happy. He looks really elated. It's good to see the smile uh, back on his face. Um, he's out here wearing this flipping amazing little Jesus piece, actually, which I'm a big fan of. I forgot. I think the brand is called like 1989. Um, it got featured recently on Twitter. Oh, wow. There's a nipple there. I've got to hide that. Um, he got featured recently on Twitter and um, it instantly sold out. So the power of Ye is really, um, you know, in all, it knows no bounds, really. He wore this random chain with a Jesus piece on it, and now all of a sudden it's sold out. So it's a really nice chain because I think it comes in this sort of like choker length where it just, you know, it's a bit tighter around your neck. And there's also kind of a longer version, like kind of like a classic sort of Jesus piece. But that looks really cool. But the really interesting thing about Kanye nowadays when he's out and about with his wife is the fact that he's not wearing any shoes. Kanye's out here raw dogging the floor when he's out and about living life with his flipping missus in flipping Italy, perooding around the streets. That's what he's doing. He's raw dogging the floor. And I'm really interested to see what this is about because I remember there was a time in my life when I was doing this. It, it only lasted like a couple of days, but there was a period in my life where I was flipping obsessed, obsessed with um what's his fucking name? Kelly Starrett. That's his name. Kelly Starrett, who's got this book called um oh i forgot the book's name but essentially he's like a movement guy he's all about um he's all about making sure that you've got full range of motion he kind of advises different protocols and stretches you can do like a couch stretch to sort of like open up your your hips and your your hip flexor and your ankles um he advises people to squat with their knees out and heels on the floor he's all about all that good stuff right and basically you know the i think the whole premise behind it is that if you have good range of motion without using weights and without doing extraneous workouts when you then need to go under heavy weights or do extraneous workouts you can do them with ease because you've got the full range of motion to get the most out of you know your body and whatnot so there was a time in that saying long time you know again less story long long story less long where people were talking about grounding where essentially you'd walk around barefooted in terms you know to kind of you know ground you to the floor and shit to make you one with your environment and I remember there was a time in my life where I would walk around the parts of area that, of London where I'm from, which is really rough, right? With, you know, barefooted and shit, right? Because I thought I was like, you know, I was enlightened and I was grounding myself and I was basically freeing my feet from the shackles of shoes and shit. That was like a thing people were talking about because I think Kelly Starrett would say, and I think a few other people, I think... um what's his name Ido Portal I don't know if you guys remember Ido Portal but Ido Portal was this uh, movement coach 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 who still is around now at the moment I'm pretty sure and he did some work with Conor McGregor back in the day but he's basically known for being somebody that kind of you know um practice you know preaches about making sure that your feet are sort of like free from shoes most of the time so that you can kind of you know get your feet back to how they should be and the premise around it is that your, your feet should be like your your feet should be spread out. They shouldn't be all like clumped up at how you are on shoes. And um, I did that for a bit. And it was funny to see the looks I used to get in my area when I'd walk around barefooted. People were looking at me like a madman. It's interesting to honestly, like all you got to do, because Kanye in this picture, right, is wearing a pretty decent outfit, in my opinion, right? The outfit, let's not make sure I show them on nipple, but the outfit is pretty sick, right? And like a nice suit 
with a chain on and shit. He looks good. And all he's got that's different from what he usually would wear is shoes. But if you go outside, it's interesting as an experiment. Go outside and just wear a regular outfit that you usually would wear, but just don't wear shoes. And you'll see the looks you'll get from people. They just look at you like you're a madman, like you lost the plot. But actually, walking around with your, without any shoes on is actually the most freeing thing ever. Like getting your feet actually used to touching the ground, you know, developing some callus, some calluses or whatever that word's called, you know, just toughening them up a little bit, letting your toes breathe, um, you know, rebuilding the arch. Because I remember that was a thing that I used to suffer from a lot. My feet were really kind of flat and wide and sometimes I had no arch um, and my ankles were really tight. But then when I switched my shoes and started wearing shoes with not a lot of kind of, you know, thick not a thick sole zero drop shoes which basically means that the sole is all one level because usually most modern sneakers the heel is a bit higher than the forefoot so you'd wear like a zero drop shoe and I feel like my foot has improved and I've now got an arch now and I think all of that is because I spent a lot of time squatting in a gym with no with no shoes on I always wear my socks and shit or I'd go with my vans all that sort of stuff kind of helps to kind of get your feet grounded so it's funny to see Kanye out and about doing this type of shit because I think most people wouldn't really rock with it. But he's really fucking backing it. Like he's not giving up. Like he's been everywhere around Italy, as you can see from this Twitter post, barefooted, essentially. He's got these shoes that he wears. No, these are not even shoes. These are socks. Yeah, he's got socks. So it looks like Kanye's been building up to it. He's been wearing those aqua shoes that he's designed for Yeezy. Those new season Yeezy shoes that look like aqua shoes. Then he's went to socks. And and then he slowly but surely got the courage to go outside with no shoes on. But again, it helps if you've got fuck you money, right? If you've got fuck you money, no one's going to look at you different. Like here's his wife with no shoes on also. But I guess if you're a guy like me, walking around ends with no shoes on, people are like, hey, Ag, are you all right? Is everything good at home, bro? Like, well, go on. Do you need some help, bro? Do you need some money? <laughs> Should I buy you a pair of shoes? Do you need some sandals? Like, but yeah, Kanye is out here with those, you know, he's got a fat big toe in it, huh? He's got that good big toe nail there. Kanye's feet are like, you know, interesting to look at. <laughs> and yeah, here he is again with his feet out. So yeah, he's living the life. He's doing the thing, man. And I'm I'm all for it. I love it. I'm all for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm all for Kanye being out there with his feet out, living a good life with fuck you money. Because I feel like that's what you should be doing when you got fuck you money. You should be living your life, going out around the town or traveling the world with your partner, with your friend. You know, you're in Tokyo, now he's in Italy. He might go back to Paris. He might be in France. You know, might come back to New York and shit. All that stuff is amazing. That's what you should be doing when you got the money that he has. And then I think we've got a couple other pictures here of Kanye out of his wife having a good time and then my favorite pictures are these ones because you know Kanye's got that look in his eye right he's got that fucking he's got that devil's look in his eye there right you know what time he's on he's out with his wife and his her, her, you know his wife's friend he's probably thinking to himself Jesus bro I would tear up the wife's friend you gotta keep those impure thoughts out of your head though you gotta act like your wife's friend doesn't exist you just got to kind of look through her or look above her head. But you can't be doing what Kanye is doing now. He's giving her those hungry eyes, isn't it? Those, rrr, rrr, those devouring eyes. That's what he's giving her, bruh. You know? It's funny, though, because she's got, she's got a very um, Love Island kind of face, you know, Bianca's friend. But then the fashion is a bit different, no? It's, a, it's kind of Love Islandy look, but then the fashion is a bit different. There's another picture here. You can see Kanye doing what I do. Right, this is me usually when I'm outside. 
I'm always fucking checking out girls, but usually because I'm checking out their outfits because I'm a little fucking fashion whore deep down, right? I've got a passion for fashion. So I'm checking out their shoes, I'm checking out their outfits, I'm checking out the fucking, you know, the hems, the finishes, the layers, the handbags, the nails. That's what I'm usually doing. So Kanye is either giving gay best friend or guy that secretly wants to fuck, you know? You don't know what he's looking at. Is he looking at the feet? Does he want the feet around his flipping dangalang? Like, what's going on right now? Do you know what I mean? Because he's giving those feet those mean look. You know what I mean? He's like, yo, those feet are looking good. You know what I mean? He's all in it. He's all in it, Kanye. All in it. And the wife is there behind like, wait, babes, I'm coming. Please, wait for me. But yeah, this fashion is very interesting, isn't it? With the fucking tights and the heels and shit. It's a very peculiar look, to be honest. But yeah, big up fucking Kanye, living the life, you know, do, at least giving me hope that I can stare, you know, innocently at women's shoes and not be looked at as a creep from afar, hopefully. But I think it's different for me because I'm not Kanye. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I keep staring at other women I don't know too long, especially at their feet, with that kind of look in my eye, right? They might call 999, mate. They might dial 999 if I do this. So I have to kind of play my cards right. I can't play the same games that Kanye plays, unfortunately. The rules are not the same for me, unfortunately. I wish they were, but they just are not the same for me. <laughs> I can't play those games. I have to just, you know, I have to just keep it sweet, keep it humble. And then, um, you know, and then kind of move on. That's all I have to do. Keep it sweet, keep it humble. And then, of course, move on. Okay talking about moving on i want to talk about this because i just finished this recently episode seven of flipping hijack happened right and i have to be honest it was a pretty big disappointment episode seven of flipping hijack was a huge 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 disappointment and i should have known to be honest because of the premise of the show wasn't the greatest right essentially idris alba stars in this show where he um, is on board a flight that gets hijacked by a group of hijackers um you know it's not the usual um arab country guys they're all from different parts of the world and you know until the end you figure out that basically their fucking um motive for hijacking a plane was money so that's a pretty interesting premise because i've not heard of that before so essentially they were saying that in the show that the hijackers again spoiler alert but you know you're not going to watch it probably you're not going to watch this show but spoiler alert anyway the premise of the show is that the hijackers hijacked the plane because they wanted to get money and how they were going to get money is that because they hijacked the plane and were threatening to kind of crash it into the central center of london or whatever it may be or just fly around with you know themselves without a pilot and shit that would affect the stock price right but then when if when it when it did land the stock price would then shoot back up again when everyone was safe so they were basically would bet on the stock market and make loads of money that way. So that's kind of what they were kind of doing. And, you know, that premise was okay. But by the end of the show, like, you know, especially episode seven, you were sat there thinking, this kind of feels like Prison Break. I remember Prison Break, the first season was fucking phenomenal because of the whole idea behind it, these guys trying to escape prison, right? But then as soon as they did escape prison, the premise of the show just fell flat. Like you didn't need to watch it anymore. 
the whole kind of build up anticipation for the show was the fact that you were watching you know what waiting to see how it played out like how are they going to get out of this fucking prison and the same thing goes for idris elba's show hijack like how is he going to get this plane to land safely so everybody on board can go and see their families and all these individual stories of people who are flying to different places to go see people blah 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 but yeah it was incredibly disappointing at the end and again not that i need to say this because i think most of you guys would agree but this again gave me more pause for thought about the whole controversy happening now with the writer strike and shit. I just don't think these guys have a leg to stand on because I don't think you could write a worse show with AI. I think an AI could easily write the script for this show easily, like super, super easily. So if that's the case, these actors and these writers and shit or whatever, these show producers, they need to really really take a long hard look at the quality of shows that they're actually putting out with their blood sweat and tears the amount of money that it costs to bloody get writers together to write this fucking shitty script and they used to think to themselves hey a decent you know couple of fucking chat gpt prompts could probably produce this level of a show with their eyes closed do you know what I mean? Or via fucking 3G, right? It could do it pretty easily in about 10 minutes because this show was really, really, really shit at the end. And, you know, Idris Elba, I fucking love the guy, but he doesn't work for free. So you can only imagine how much they had to pay for that guy to get out of bed to film this fucking shit. And, yo, I think, I think SAG or whoever these guys are, they're definitely going to end up winning because I, I think in the long run most people are going to end up buckling and in the, you know and in the short term for us viewers there's not much difference between chat gpt shit ai and the writer's work it doesn't really exist that way and just another kind of aside to kind of end it this guy here is meant to be playing idris elba's son on the show and he's meant to be 18 i'm sorry guy like you're decent enough as an actor but this guy does not look 18 this show it really threw me off every time he was on screen because he was clearly trying to act like a kid but he's a grown man you know like or he looks like one at least right so it was really difficult to kind of get in on the show because on the show this kid is meant to be idris elba's son like the son that's like caught between you know his dad and his mom because they're divorced and then his stepdad comes in with a police officer like this is meant to be an 18 year old kid and it really threw me off watching the show, like to kind of keep that. Like, what's going on here? Like, why is he on screen? Why are you trying to act like him? And like, he should be Idris's brother or something, right? Like, <laughs> or his little nephew or something. But he can't be his fucking son. That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, it was an interesting show to watch. Very, very bizarre. Um, I also thought this trope of this lady who was walking at, who was working in the um, what's the thing called? mission control whatever it's called flight control place um she essentially plays a role of this single mom who's always late to work but always ha but also happens to be really good at what she does you know like i thought that trope was a bit cringy because she was she kind of was the one that kind of saved the day and not really but she did in a bit you know in the background she came late I think on the show they said that she could arrive like 30 minutes late and was still able to kind of sit down on her desk and, you know, do her fucking role and shit. It just felt a little bit forced to kind of have her. She never listens to her manager. Um, it kind of felt a little bit like the woman in fucking Star Trek Discovery. Um, I forgot what her fucking name was, but that awful that awful role, that lady on that role, just kind of ruined that show. So it was a, that kind of threw me off a little bit. But overall, not too bad. Again, if you have absolutely nothing to watch and you are struggling to put something on TV maybe you can watch hijack with idris elba but 
don't expect anything amazing. Like Idris is a good enough actor, is a great enough actor, sorry, to hold this show together. But Jesus Christ, man, it was tough to get through. Very, very, very tough to get through. So I don't encourage anybody to fucking go and try and make that happen because it's going to be a dark, dark old time for ya. I tell you this, I tell you this. Moving on. I've also been saying, right, recently that I can't get this song out of my head. I Spice Delhi. I swear to God, I can't get this song out of my head. And you know what? I'm, it's why I'm where I'm at right now. It's a weird thing to say and admit out loud, but I'm thinking this song may actually get me to the point where I'm actually going to start maybe researching how I can start making music. Because I always wanted to make my little jingles anyway for my show, right? I want to do little random show jingles, maybe do some jingles for this show, the Agatina Zinger show and shit. Just play some little whatever I can do because you know, always playing fucking um, copyright free music is a bit lame, but. I'm really thinking of making my own shit now that I've heard Delhi. I swear to God, there's something about this song, Delhi, that it kind of instinctively, it kind of does something to my soul. Like it automatically makes me want to just start shaking my ass. You know what I mean? It automatically makes me want to be, put my hands on the floor and just start, you know what I mean? Waving that thing in the air, bruv, like a fucking flag. I swear to God, it does something to you. It actually moves you like, dum, dum. Like that, the, like just the opening lines, right? Like she a baddie, she's showing her panties. Like it feels like a fucking chant. It feels like a fucking chant that you would do before a seance. She's a baddie, she's showing her panties. She's a baddie, she's showing her panties. She's showing her panties. Stop playing, like, stop playing with them. That little, and then she a baddie, she's showing her panties. She's shaking like jelly. Hundred bands on the channel, but I still shaking ass in the deli. Are you insane? That the bars are so fucking hard, man. <laughs> Um, he what's it? What's it say here? Um, with my bitch getting deady, he liked me with he liked me with a weddy. He want the wap, but I just want the petty, and I'm bagging his partner because I'm petty. Like, are you insane? Call me the big he's eating my honey. Like you niggas love bitches with money. Like yo, she is barring up these fucking niggas, mate. She's barring them up. My name Ice, but I always stay hot. Passenger princess, you pass me the knock. Are you insane? Are you insane? Honestly, I swear to God, man, this song does something to me. It legitimately moves me. And I was thinking like, when I start producing tunes, right, I want to start also incorporating, like, I want to start also doing like, you know, incorporating the tunes I make, obviously in my mixes, but I always had a dream of being able to kind of make like techno edits of these songs, but not the shitty ones that you hear online, like ones that just maybe repeat the the chorus or a couple of bars. Um, what else maybe um ones that just take the vocals and lay it on a legendary track and just play that out for myself just kind of selfishly right because there's something about that bass line doom, 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 like on that fucking deli song that just it just gets me it's fucking guttural that's what it is it's fucking guttural it does something to me and maybe it's a mixture of the video too right um seeing just a vibe around it like everything it's just it's a fucking lifestyle man i just want to be i want to be in that fucking deli shaking my fucking ass <laughs> scaring all the boys away <laughs> everyone's gonna be like yo pause pause hey yo hey yo pause pause but yeah i'd fucking love it man honestly i'm really 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 considering getting myself a little midi midi can you know a little midi keyboard and just start banging out some tunes on fucking fruity loops and see what i want it's not gonna be anything crazy but i honestly 
honestly thinking of actually trying to do it. What's Ucha saying? Get a little loop synth with a drum pad and make it happen. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm gonna do it, Ucha. I swear to God, I'm really gonna honestly do it. I've got nothing else better to do anyway. All I fucking do is watch documentaries, read, and fucking wank over fucking YouTube videos. So I may as well give it a go and just make a little couple of jingles. Cause I was listening to this today in the gym like Delhi, like I had it like on repeat and I was just like thinking, yo, this does something to you, innit? This kind of, this shit will make you want to put fucking 400 pounds on your back and think you can squat it and then you fucking shit your ass, do you know what I mean? It does something to you. It fucking gets you going. Doom, 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 doom. Like, it's absolutely a hard song. I can't lie, man. So, um, big up, I guess Riot produced it. Who, yeah, usually produces all that stuff. Um, Ice Spice is out here fucking smashing it and I did actually see a little clip someone posted. Um, a little fucking um, infographic type of thing. Essentially, it's been one year. Do you guys know it's been one year since Ice Spice blew up from Munch? It's been one year. Like, I think since, you know, last couple of days or whatever. It's been one year this whole thing has happened. Her going to the fucking Met Gala, the Nick Nicki Minaj collaboration, like, you know, BET shit. Like, it's only been one year that she, this girl's been out. It's actually a meteoric rise. But I think if you analyze it, maybe, maybe six nines rise was quicker right because i feel like six nine was like six months like he was just there and then he just blew up overnight it felt like but ice spice's run has been pretty wild what she's done in fucking one year has been crazy like 12 months of just absolute heaters after heaters after heaters but yeah um loving that fucking ice Spice song delhi it's all over my fucking apple music fucking account it's on every single playlist that i have when i go to the gym and it fucking does something to me it fucking gets me going i'm not gonna lie like no pause needed it fucking gets me going anyway moving on from that one is this um have you guys been seeing what's been happening with fuzi fuzi's been going absolutely wild so he's doing a subathon, I think, if I'm not mistaken, where essentially you just stream every day in the hopes of increasing your subscriber count, right? To make more money and shit and to get more followers and get yourself out there, you know, kind of everyone kind of does this sort of shit in streamer world. And I guess along the way, he's just kind of causing a havoc and doing what Fuzi usually does. And I think the last thing I saw of him was him accidentally, quote unquote, saying fucking nigger on his live stream while he's rapping along to some fucking rap tune and freaking out about it. And then there was another video of him getting into a car crash, allegedly, and a police officer coming over to him. And then he started to act zesty, which is essentially, you know, internet slang for acting gay. And then the police officer got scared and kind of ran away. But I think it was just, you know, usual social media shit, probably a plant, probably an actor, who knows. But this latest video, this latest escapade of Fuzi is fucking insane. So essentially, let me set the scene for you. Fuzi goes to the airport, right? <laughs> Big up drama. Um, I think drama alert for the video. I ripped him, put it on the fucking YouTube, right? But Fuzi goes to the airport and in the airport, he bumps into some lady who says she's a victim of sex trafficking. And then he persuades to rizz her up in the airport lounge, right? In the bar to the point where they sneak out to the bathroom bang come back on screen and then you know he starts having a breakdown because he feels like he kind of took advantage of her because she said she was a victim of sexual abuse or sex trafficking and he obviously saw that as a green light to kind of go crazy this clip and again this is all on live stream this isn't him telling a story he's live streaming himself in an airport and then he meets this woman and things just go from like one to one hundred. I'm gonna play the video for you so you can see it for yourself, but it's pretty wild. Such a bad person. I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm not. I'm a great person. I can tell. <laughs> how are you? Okay, how are you? I'm so good. It's a cult, basically. I'm not. By the way, whenever whenever you meet a girl and they start giggling like that, you don't even know them. Be careful. Either wrap up, run away, or look around. <laughs> Decide one way or the other. If a girl, if you just meet a girl and she just starts giggling like that, weirdly, you know, just starts giggling. <laughs> Wrap up, run away, or look around. <laughs> I swear to God. <sighs> but I've got a feeling Fuzi's one of those fucking Alhamdulillah guys, you know what I mean? He just fucking goes in. I don't think he's one of those guys that wraps up. He just, he, he, he just fucking, you know, hope and pray. Pure vibes. <laughs> Imagine just bumping into some random woman you don't know and just bare backing her in the fucking toilet. Can you imagine how much of a fucking horny savage you have to be? Anyway, let me stop play, pause the video. Let's just play it through so you can hear it. It's fucking wild. You're in a cult? Yeah. You're sober? Yeah, well, okay. no. <laughs> I have a Discord, right? Mm -hmm. With like 8,000 members. Can I send them a picture of me and you kissing? Yeah. To piss them off? Thank you. <laughs> They're gonna cancel me for this. <laughs> I don't care though. I have a boner right now. <laughs> I swear to God, you can feel it under my pants. I swear to God. Don't tempt me. <laughs> don't tempt me. Yo. <laughs> Yo, yo. You see how he smiled when he kissed her? You see how he smiled? You see how he smiled? Like he was super proud of himself. Like he, he smiled, right? He smiled at the camera like as if he was fucking kissing Sweetie or something. Do you know what I mean? Like he managed to fucking lips down jessica alba or some shit like he was really like what like he was really happy like he, he hasn't kissed anybody in a while or something yeah he was so chuffed honestly <laughs> america is another america's fucking interesting place and again think about this right for my american friends and out there this doesn't look like a bar that's in like let me take let me take this the chat away for a bit look look behind the lady this doesn't look like a bar that's, um, you know, like when you have a bar in like a, what do they call it? Is it a lounge, right? Where, where if you have like points where you can go, like, the, you know, an airline has like a, a specific little private place where you can go and kind of drink. It's kind of like away from everything. This is just a regular bar that you have at the airport. Just regular. The ones that people, everyone's kind of walking by. And they're there at the bar fucking sucking each other's faces off. Does this happen quite often? Yeah, in the terminal, exactly. Does this op does this do, do, do some of you guys in America when you're like, you know, walking around the airport looking for your gate, do you sometimes glance at the bar and see some random strangers just like, you know, sucking each other's faces? Or like some woman jacking some guy off under the fucking table or something. Is that usually what happens? Cause in my head, if I'm going to the I've never actually drunk I've never actually drunk inside of a airport bar before i don't think so ever i've only maybe ever got a drink on the on the flight itself maybe a whiskey or something but i'm thinking if i'm going to the airport and i want to drink i just want to drink on my own i don't want to i don't want to talk to anybody 
I'm already nervous about my flight. I just want maybe a drink to settle my nerves, to make me feel sleepy so I can fucking, you know, so the flight can go by quickly. I don't know. It's not a place that I'm thinking about hooking up, like ever. <laughs> Especially given how random it is too. Like, it's, I don't know. One day you might see people that look your age. Sometimes people that are all over the place. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. This is just a standard bar in the terminal and Fousey's out here really fucking risen up this woman rising her up super hard let's continue you the good time actually what are you saying here no i've never seen that ucha says no this doesn't happen <laughs> this is just, i always make it I, with a baddie at the airport says brandon yes big up the airport baddie makeouts like we love that we love that no this is not american occurrence lol says johnson <laughs> that guy's clearly ash uh okay i'm not gonna say that fucking crash you fucking motherfucker you nearly got me taken off a of fucking youtube there you see what it does to jamie fox mate i'm not playing no games uh, coilers says i can see it's happening in chicago midway or baltimore i spent uh just i spent 750 dollars drinking at the airport one christmas i was stuck at mary airport wow yo you went ham 750 750 dollars hope you had a good time bro i would have fucking just i would have just jacked the bottle there's been plenty of times I've been in the airport, walked past a, a bar and thought to myself, if I just hopped over and just got a bottle of Grey Goose, would anyone notice? But I'm sure they would. I'm sure the alarms would go off fucking like, like as if I was in, you know, as if I fucking, you know, jumped over the gates of a nuclear fucking factory or something. It would go fucking crazy. But anyway, let's continue. Uh, would you join the Mile High Club with me? Um, so I got, sold, I got sold into the sex trade. You got sold in the sex trade? I actually care about this shit because I'm like an advocate for like against sex trading and all that shit. What happened? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to keep stopping this, right? I'm sorry to keep stopping this. But ladies out there, I swear to God, if... <sighs> women, please. Women, please. Women, please. If you meet a man who tells you after you tell him that you're a victim of sexual, uh, you know, sex trafficking and shit, that he's an advocate for sex trafficking, <laughs> like as a way to rizz you up, please see that as fucking purely disingenuous nonsense to try and get in your pants. Come on, man. That is so cringe, so pathetic, so embarrassing to say. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm an advocate for for female reproductive rights or some shit. It's like, what does that even mean? Just saying all these buzzwords to try and get me hot and horny. Oh my god, man, Fuzzy, man, you're a fucking psycho. Anyway, let's continue. I won't stop it now. Let's continue. Um, he was trying to make me a lot lizard recently. A what? Yeah, a lot lizard. I like yeah, yeah, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing. I appreciate you being this honest. This is a real conversation. No, it's real. It happens, My audience might not understand, but I've been there. I used to be a sex addict, so I used prostitutes I for years. Um, I used I massage parlors for years, so I understand. How long were you stuck under his spell? Uh, about six, seven months. Really? I'm sorry to hear that. Look, I just sent I you a little something. You I went. It. I went to. His, he, we had a, a. Well, he had a domestic violence case. I'm sitting there in court, and I'm like looking. Is this tricking, or 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 is he is he paying for pussy, or what's going on? I like to think to my. I like to think of myself as being quite street smart. Right? Is this woman a lady of the night also? 
with all due respect, is she like one of those? Is she one of those kind of like, you know, back page ladies or something? What's going on here? Why is he sending her money? Is this an exchange? Hmm. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> I'm looking at the screen, and I just got I, my heart started racing. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm crying. This this girl is saying all the things that he said to me. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. He's having me sit on his side in the courtroom. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Hey, to everybody who's sitting here, like, oh my God, you kissed her. Da da da. This woman was involved in sex trafficking. The guy who manipulated her and brainwashed her is a piece of fucking shit and deserves to die. So yes, I sent her $300 so she can start removing her tattoo and see her kids this weekend. I'm against that. I'm a sex addict. A lot of the women that I used to get handjobs from were se uh, sex trafficked. And I'm so ashamed in that. So if I have a chance to help somebody... Oh, fucking hell. And then it switches. Look, they turn the camera away, and he and he runs back. Hear him running with his fat feet. Sorry, 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 sorry. I just joined the Mile High Club, <laughs> and doing this account as the Mile High Club because I was. In <laughs> He's smiling. I'm not gonna lie, guys. When I saw the video for the first time, maybe I'm fucking. You know, I'm too naive and too much of a fucking shy Christian boy. But I honestly didn't know what the Mile High Club was. I had to fucking Google that shit. I didn't know what the Mile fucking High Club was. And then I realized, oh, that's fucking code for them fucking in the fucking toilets. Absolutely insane. The fact that he would just randomly start fucking this woman that's clearly um, fragile, right? Clearly in a spot that, you know, he basically did the same thing. Did he basically do the same thing that she said she suffered from in a weird way? She said some guy took advantage of her because she was in a vulnerable state. And then he said he's an advocate against sex trafficking. But then didn't he do the same thing? <laughs> didn't he basically take advantage of her in a way? No? Or am I bugging? I know she's obviously game for it. She obviously looks like she'd had a good time. Also, they're giggling, they're laughing. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking any autonomy away from her. She's not, you know... She's obviously a fully functioning human that was able to fucking buy a, a plane ticket, able to get to the airport on time, able to order a drink. I'm sure she had a good time, but there's a part of me that thinks, hold on, didn't you complain about this sort of activities and now he's doing these activities to you in order to get into your panties? God almighty, bro. In the airport, but I still joined it. I swear to God. I swear on everything I love. I swear on everything I love. I just joined the Maha Club in the airport, in the men's bathroom. I swear to God. Wallah. I had to confess. I couldn't hold it for a fucking second. I didn't go to buy her no fucking snacks. I joined the Maha High Club. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have shared that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm lying, I'm lying, by the way, it's a joke. It's a joke, it's a joke, it's a huge joke. It's a huge joke, it's a huge joke. I'm typing I'm sorry in chat, it's a huge joke. It's a huge joke, you got pranked, you got pranked by Fousey too. You got pranked by Fousey. And I got exposed tonight, I'm not gonna... 
I love the breakdown at the end. I love the breakdown at the end. I'm not a good with all the fucking twitch emojis and shit, right? All the bit emojis, whatever they are, like on t- underneath him as he's fucking opening up his heart. <laughs> I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had weed right now. I wish I had. Uh, and the and the text underneath. I'm sorry, y'all. I fucked up badly. You probably fucked her badly in there. She. <laughs> I have a lot of skeletons in my closet. I'm not a good person. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, food is a fucking savage, man. I don't know what the fuck that was all about, but that was absolutely insane. Oh my fucking god, man! Seeing these people fucking, uh the kiss was probably one of the most vomiting things I could ever see in my entire life. I actually want to rewind that so I could show you it again because that legitimately made me want to vomit in my mouth. Seeing these motherfuckers like touch lips, um, yeah. Let's just put that screen. This <laughs> that was legitimately one of the worst things i've ever seen in my entire life i swear to fucking god oh my god man oh my god fuzzy's going absolutely crazy but just imagine covering this thing like some of the things these guys do for content i feel like these guys deserve an award i feel like they should be like a grammys or an oscars nomination or an oscars type of event where you actually reward streamers especially IRL streamers for the lengths they go to to entertain their fans because if you're a fan of Fuzzy or you just like to watch car crashes he's a really interesting guy to to watch legitimately he's an interesting person to watch he's better than any fucking 90 day fiance any fucking love island any of that fucking shit this guy is real raw psycho shit i mean he's probably suffering from some sort of mental health issues maybe it's just a personality defect i don't know what it is but his ability to constantly put himself in positions where he embarrasses himself or he makes a fool of himself where he's kind of almost self-destructive like self-sabotaging i personally feel like it's so fun to watch i swear to god i love that shit i don't know why that shit makes that that shit gives me a boner forget this fucking you know random fucking you know airport lizard right sloshing him up in an airport what gives me a boner is seeing people who seemingly have everything but choose to just piss it up a wall i fucking love it because it's so counterintuitive it's so counterproductive it doesn't make any sense to rational regular well-adjusted civilians like you and i you know oh uche is saying please change the frame (laughs) okay 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 i apologize i apologize <laughs> now i'm saying sorry you know now i'm saying sorry <laughs> like pussy <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'll be like that guy in court because i'm sorry judge i'm sorry oh my god i swear to god this shit makes me so fucking happy to watch i love this shit i get fucking horny watching this shit i swear to god watching people absolutely make fool of themselves in public on purpose you know with their full chest on hd in 4k 1080p 
or four or 360p like I have on the screen right now, I love it. I fucking love it. I swear to God, there's something about me that's super weird. I don't know if I am. Maybe who said who says I'm a sadist in the chat? Someone said I'm a sadist. I might be a sadist. I'm not too sure. But there's something about me that definitely kind of gets off on watching people make absolutely fools of themselves. Because I just sit there patiently and watch it all unfold. It's absolutely fascinating. I love, lo it's, like a, it's like a cloud K20. I love chaos. I love watching pure and utter chaos. I loved, you know what I love? Um, I was going to say, actually, one of my favorite subreddits to ever check out. I'm not too sure if you guys are know of it or if you're familiar with it. My favorite subreddit to check out is, guess what? It's, um, oh, um, fuck, I've got the name of it now. I'm doing a Brendan, my favorite subreddit. It's like, basically, the, the theme of the subreddit is posting videos where everything seems okay. And then in a second, everything goes crazy. So it's like someone walking down the street and then suddenly out of the blue, a car tire flies off of the car and then fucking flies into the face of some woman and then hits a window and then hits a kid and then the building falls down or some shit. You know what I mean? I love that shit. I don't know why. Like I think it's called like instant, not instant karma. I think it's like instant man. I forgot the name of the subreddit, but I sometimes check it out. I fucking love that shit, honestly. Maybe total chaos. I'm not really sure what it is, but seeing fucking Fousey Tube, you know, in this airport, like with his fucking, like, look at this guy. Look, this is a screenshot from the whole video. You can check out the video if you're on YouTube. It's available now. Um, the title is called Fousey Takes Advantage of Vulnerable Girl. She Comes Back with Messy Hair for Full Interaction, right? That's the video. That's the title there. You can see the full thing yourself. But look at this guy. He's such a freak. Like, look at this. Look at this. Look at that. He's got a tattooed hairline or a tattooed headpiece, right? His whole headpiece has been tattooed to make it look like he's got, you know, a hairline and shit. Like the eyebrows, right? The nose, the face, her. Like, it's just a mess. I love this shit. Like, look at this. No reality TV show could replicate this scene. Nothing could replicate these two fucking characters bumping into each other at the airport. Think of the chances of both of these people who are clearly in you know, weird places in their lives, meeting each other in an airport, crossing paths with each other. Can you imagine? To the point where they're swapping spit and, you know, adult liquids and shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to make you guys more ill. But the thing I love the most about it, of course, always when this shit happens, you know what I love the most about it? The icing on the cake for me. The little cherry on top is the fucking notes app apology. The notes apps apology for me are one of my favorite parts of social media, especially when people do anything crazy online. And of course, Fousey came through with a fucking banger. Not only did Fousey come through with, you know, big blocks of text explaining what he was trying to do and rationalizing and asking for forgiveness. He also included a nice little piece of NFT art picture here that he put at the bottom here just in case you forgot what he looks like let's read his let's read his fucking apology because this is absolutely great 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 tv right so this is fuzi's fucking apology to everybody dear g7 hi <laughs> i'm sorry but that opening line just gets me dear g7 hi <laughs> he starts a sentence have you ever seen someone start a sentence like that dear and then hi dear Agostino hi <laughs> what kind of 
sentences that honestly <laughs> oh, honestly i swear to god i need to calm down anyway let's continue dear g7 hi as you know i've been live for the last 300 uh, 336 days 24 7 we've had ups we've had downs but we've pushed through no matter what nothing and no one stopped us well i've been neglected by health <laughs> i love it right you get fuck you broadcast yourself on your live stream voluntarily um you know uh rising up some very vulnerable young woman <laughs> in an airport to the point where she opens up to you and tells you she had suffered from a very traumatic experience being sex trafficked and assaulted and all this sort of shit you take that as an opportunity to then rizz her up so you can get your dick wet and then you come back on the internet and tell us that you're not well <laughs> okay bro okay um maybe go to a sexual health clinic can i don't know and let's continue not going to the gym not drinking water <laughs> see i tell you plenty of times when i do this podcast sometimes i say sometimes some guys when they're thirsty they should you always drink water first and then try and you know see if you feel the same way about the person you're trying to first over usually a glass of water can quench most bits of first but sometimes you can be really thirsty where no amount of water will quench your first you just need to fucking send that dm you need to fucking double tap that picture or whatever i get it but i think most of the time if you actually pour yourself a nice glass of water and just sip on that it gets rid of the first from my experience anyway not drinking water not sleeping properly not eating a clean and constantly moving at 1,000 miles per hour, or 105, whatever it is, um, it's time to slow down. My close friends and family want me to go check in at the doctors for a mental health eval and to go see my therapist. I assure you I'm fine, but I'm slipping. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. What does fucking Mohammed or Islam have to do with this, man? They're probably looking at us thinking, like, why do you get me involved? You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah, like, leave us out of this shit, man. Alhamdulillah, this time I have real people in my circle who can pull me up when I'm slipping and help me up and not cause me to spiral. I've been a version of myself sometimes that I don't recognize. I've been mean, angry, aggressive, rude, selfish, ego-driven, and to be frank, a bit manic. I'm on all the medication and still pray five times a day. <laughs> okay okay alhamdulillah i just need a little rest <laughs> i'm headed to the doctors now and stream will be on pause screen until i get the okay from my family and friends g7 and the doctors i love y'all this whole movement is too precious for me to give up or stop now god gave me another chance at life and i oh my god this is brilliant and i uh, got a chance of life and I have to learn how to play with the cards that have been given to me not just try to add in the cards from my pocket what I have to learn how to play with the cards that have been given to me and not try to add in the cards from my pocket okay cool fucking hell 
That's something he heard his mum say or something, isn't it, right? Um, I thank each and every one of you for supporting this journey. Even if you don't like me, this isn't content. <laughs> this isn't YouTube or Twitch. This is my real life. I'm living my life on camera 1,000% authentically. I'm not perfect, but neither was a prophet. <laughs> neither was a prophet Muhammad. What? Who's a prophet Saul? um i love you i'll be back shortly g7 flame emoji basketball emoji oh my god honestly i love fuzzy man fuzzy for me is one of the most entertaining people i've ever seen in my entire life he is legitimately streaming and youtube royalty and of course at the end of that long two-page notes app apology he includes a nice um you know ai generated picture of himself looking like a king um you know looking amazing doing what he does best with the purple and shit popping out there with a crown on his head and shit oh you gotta love fucking Muzi. you gotta love fucking Fuzzy tube you have to like him but yeah let's see how this plays out um i think the lady in the end she got 300 dollars from Fuzzy via cash up then Fuzzy put his ca put her cash up in her um, put her cash up in his chat or whatever it may be and then his chat ended up sending her two thousand dollars more so she got a pretty decent lick. So maybe Fuzi did pay for the experience for two hundred dollars, whatever it may be. But she got an extra. She got a very decent tip on top of that. So you know she felt a bit of the tip, and then she got a really decent tip on top. So I'm sure she's not complaining. But what an insane thing to broadcast to your legions of fans with no encouragement. You know, like legitimately, no one asked for this. No one needed this, and he put it out there. And now you know it's on the internet forever. So you have to thank Fuzzy for that, I guess. You have to thank Fuzzy for that. Oh, my God. Anyway, moving on from that one. Let's go on to talk about this. Um, this has been pretty entertaining to watch. I'm not sure if some of you guys have seen this, but this girl has gone kind of viral on my side of the internet. Um, they're calling her NY, what well, I call her NYC Subway Girl, but I guess her name on TikTok is um, Subway Sessions. And essentially, she's got really cool and crazy outfits that she puts on all the time and flexes in the New York subway. The, the one thing that's impressed me about her outfits or just the fact that she puts them up online on TikTok and shit is more so because, if I'm not mistaken, when she does the whole outfit that thing, she puts her phone, I guess, somewhere on the railing on the wall and then kind of walks away from it and does a little twirl so you can see her outfit. I'm just more surprised that she's that okay and confident to put her phone on the floor or on a rail or something in the new york city subway because the new york city subways look like the sub you know the underground we have here in london and those places are kind of sketchy so to put your phone there even for a couple of seconds to take a picture somebody could easily just run by you and just pick it up and run so the fact that she does that is pretty um brave in that respect but i did put together this little compilation video actually here on my account uh, with some of her looks so you can see what she does but this is kind of her vibe and what she's been kind of known to do on social media and shit and everyone's been kind of eating it up i think most of the replies have been that it looks awful i think when we first saw this video picture especially this look here at the start which kind of she's wearing if you're not seeing the video she's basically wearing a pair of shorts basketball shorts it looks like with what looks like to be some sort of like i don't know uh, bra panty combination with some sort of lace undergarment thing on top like it looks a bit of a mess right it kind of looks like the thing that you know a young girl would wear if she's trying to wear like her mom's clothes but there's clearly a bit of a vision there too it's kind of giving sarah jessica parker sex in the city type of vibe right there's something there i can see what she's trying to do but it just comes off a bit weird um and obviously you know she's probably not you know 
probably the swag isn't there in terms of how she looks, but I appreciate that she's taking the risks, that she's actually trying to wear interesting combinations of clothes together, not just wearing the stereotypical, you know, um, what's it called? Instagram discovery page street style that everyone's wearing, especially in New York. Every time I go on those street style pages on Instagram, of girls and shit wearing clothes or people in general all you see are girls in new york wearing a fucking brazil t-shirt for some reason those brazil shirts have girls in new york in a fucking chokehold everyone's wearing brazil shirts everyone's wearing sambas everyone's wearing like quote-unquote boyfriend jeans it's all a bit redundant and all a bit boring so at least with this girl she's actually got her own little style let's play the clip so you can see what she's wearing here So yeah, the vision's there. It just looks a bit crazy, but the vision is there. I do see what she's going for, but it just looks a bit wild, you know? Don't get me wrong. It looks a bit, looks a bit insane, <laughs> what she's look wearing. But hey, at least she's trying to put something on. She's trying to mix it up. She's not doing the whole usual standard thing. Some of the comments online have been crazy. Let me just quickly go back to that comment, actually. What that person say? <laughs> the comments are not loving it. One of this person says... I think I've no actually this person likes it this person says a really good comment I think I've tweeted this before but a bad outfit is freedom like fashion sucks when it's imprisoned by a uh, mutually agreed upon standard especially by the masses on what is good or socially acceptable outfit let this or let's all be free and let other people be free which I agree at least she's got personal style it just looks really janky and kind of awkward and shit but you know, at least there's something there. This is how Kyrie Bradshaw used to look after leaving the fucking from fucking big. That's funny. The pictures there of Sarah Jessica Parker comparing her to that sort of look. Um, and then of course some people are saying here yeah, she might get a modeling contract. More conversation with people online. Social side Bella Hadid. The internet about to hate poster to the front row. True. She's probably gonna see a fashion week, um, New York and stuff. And I like this comment too, actually. This person was right. This person says, you're right. She should go out in sheen cargo pants and panda dunks and a skims t-shirt, which everyone kind of does. And let me skip a bit forward now. And you actually see that she does actually have good outfits. That's a funny thing. Like she, all her outfits that went online that went viral were horrible, but she does actually know how to dress. Like, because I think these outfits are really nice. The ones coming up now, these look really good. I think these might be some of her best that I've seen. Some people pull online. That like she actually looks really good here. I like the combination of this with the jacket on top. The anorak with the mesh or the netted skirt is really good. This coat with the overcoat and the heels on is really good as well. This jumper tucked into the cycling shorts is not a shabby look. And of course, I'll take the sound off there, but you can hear that as well. This look is fucking insane, but I love this as well. That's a really good club look. It's very skimpy and you probably, you know, need to be a certain size to wear it. But I actually like it. Literally just got a piece of leather that may looks like a scarf covering the boobies and some low rise fucking leather trousers where you can probably see a butt crack. But hey, it kind of is what it is. And another interesting outfit there. Some other ones with the, like, she's got panties pulled out. No, well, I guess the skirt is kind of pulled down to expose the pants. So it kind of looks like low-rise panties or something. I don't really know what's going on there, but I'm kind of loving this as well. And a few others as well, as you can see. So crazy enough to see. And as per usual, this might be my favorite one, actually. I quite like this. This is one of my favorites. And of course, as per usual, when this stuff happens, um, the internet goes crazy. And the cut actually featured her in a little feature here. 
where they kind of you know interviewed and asked her some questions i'm going to quickly read this article as well um to give you an idea on what she says and what she's talking about here because i'm curious to hear what her fucking vibe is duh, 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 duh. where is it let's see if she says anything no yeah there we go so this is the interview here coach of the cup and it says um what do you do for a living of course i had to open up with that because i think everybody was thinking she's giving rich girl she says she's a freelance styling and bartending editorials mostly outrageous looks that require creative vision so i do like the fact that she has a regular job she's not you know so far we haven't heard that she's fucking what's that word she's not like a trust fund kid not that it would matter but you know she's kind of out here just you know scraping and scraggling like the rest of us you describe yourself as an artist what are you um what are, are you making clothing is my art i i don't know i feel like this interview has really started off pretty combative no or am i just reading too much into this these first two questions sound a little bit like interrogations. Anyway, um, you discuss yourself as an artist. How, how, what kind of art do you make? It's like, hmm, a bit snidey. But anyway, let's continue. Clothing is my art. I mentioned that my body is my canvas. It's like a painting. Every single time it comes out different, but it reflects the your emotions and how you feel. This answer is a little bit cringe and very passionate for fashion, but I love it because I feel like she is actually being 100% real. So I'm backing this. So I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. Anyway, fuck it. I'm going to ride for her. She seems cool. Um, what are you trying to explore with it? She says, I like to provoke emotion out of other people. I always like to feel myself. If whatever I put on doesn't make me give, doesn't give me an emotion, I can't wear it. Nowadays, everything is so bland, which is true. She's right. Especially walking down New York. Just find a regular New York style page and you'll see the same fucking style of people rocking the same sort of shit, being safe, playing within the margins. At least she's going for it. How long have you lived in New York? 12 years where did you grow up i actually grew up in armenia oh so she's from the same country as fucking kim kardashian interesting when i was very young we moved to russia and then afterward i traveled to france and i studied there for a little bit and then i came here afterward mm, i studied journalism it made me aware of the people to think and it helped me with my dressing that's therapy as well this is kind of giving international student which is also kind of giving parents of kind of political, you know, diplomats or some shit to move around to from those countries, right? Armenia to Russia to France, then to New York. It's kind of giving rich kid. But again, we don't give a fuck because we're going to ride for her. But it's funny she said Armenia because I guess this is what Kim Kardashian's bum would look like if she didn't get any work done in it, right? I guess this is how regular Armenian girls are built like. No offense to the lady and stuff, right? But regular Armenian girls are probably built like this right this is how they're actually built so if kim never got a never got work done on herself she probably looked like this that's a funny thing right? that's the that's the actual funny thing about it like if kim got no work done she'd maybe look like that that's actually what it looks like so yeah big up her for keeping her real body we'd love to see it it's actually interesting because i feel like nowadays in a world where everybody gets work done when you actually have your natural quote-unquote body you actually stand out more Am I fucking glazing her off or am I making a good point? I don't really know, but we continue. <laughs> um, when did you become interested in fashion? Since I was very little, I would not be able to, I would not be allowed to wear certain outfits. I had a strict mum and a strict dad. I couldn't wear anything too tight or too showy, but I could always have an extra outfit in my bag. I started taking fashion seriously maybe three years ago. I challenged myself to put on an outfit and make an effort to push myself further instead of just putting on a t-shirt and jeans. My vision has got better. I like how I dress. Yeah, I like it. 
I like the fact that she likes what she wears, to be honest. Do you consider yourself a stylish person? I would, absolutely. How, what has the response been online for me posting your outfits? How, how, does it, how does it make you feel? Honestly, it can be overwhelming at times. But thank God I'm not a sensitive person. Sometimes I look at the comments and some of them are just trying to get attention. But I also have a lot of positive comments, um, feedback sorry, from people who actually follow me that are inspired by me. They tell me to not to stop. I've been flooded with messages. Oh, I, I thought she was going to start saying, I get messages from people telling me they're going to kill themselves. Like, honestly, whoever does that, you guys need to stop. Whoever, whoever's out there who trolls people online that make content and send them fucking DMs saying your content made me want to like not commit suicide. Like, you guys need to stop. All of you guys that do that, you guys and girls, you guys just stop because every content creator has that same story you guys man if not with you guys i wouldn't be here it's like come on man relax most of these fucking content creators myself included are just chatting fucking shit into a microphone we're doing nothing special like don't put that fucking pressure or that responsibility on us i mean we are nobodies <laughs> please anyway um i've been flooded with messages i'm very excited about it i just started my tiktok a month ago and I had maybe 100 followers. And now on Twitter, the basketball shorts video has like seven, 57 million views. How do you go from that? How do you do? How do you go from that? My Instagram is private because I don't want to show off. But two of my friends have been seeing me in the outfits and told me to post on TikTok because they know I would go viral. I finally did. And they were right. Shit. She only started posting a month ago. <laughs> That's fucking wild. But also goes to show that content does go viral like on tiktok more often than it does anywhere else because i guess you know stuff that stands out that looks a bit crazy is going to get a lot more attention which is good too because it also should encourage people out there who are into fashion into dressing to try something and not be so risk adverse you know anyway um why do you think your looks have been polarizing i think it's like a car crash I like that. I like that she said that. you got to love a fucking self-aware queen, right? Most people on the internet, sometimes myself included, I don't think so really because I'm quite self-aware, but most people out there for some reason aren't self-aware. And I feel like being self-aware is usually a superpower. Um, there's something wrong. So yeah, if, if it's like a, I think it's like a car crash. There's something wrong. There's something fascinating. It's wrong, but it makes you feel something like, what is it? You can't put your finger on it. I go with that. I don't like to put on a beautiful what you call it a beautiful dress and just to be a beautiful girl that's too simple i like to put things together skin is the best part of my outfit in my opinion so i always try and show off if i can interesting idea skin being the best part of an outfit hmm doesn't work the same way with guys unfortunately unless you want to go for the you know the basic kind of gay look of always having your top off it doesn't really work the same way i feel like skin whether you're showing your knees or your legs or your calves or your thigh. Maybe the thigh muscle sometimes works if, you've, if you're if you jacked and you squat. Yay, big up crush. Appreciate you, brother. AC, your low budget podcast <laughs> saved my life. Hashtag headset. <laughs> big up crush. Fuck you. <laughs> big up crush, but fuck you. That's very nice of you. <laughs> your low budget podcast saved my life i don't know what i'd be doing here without you thank you thank you so much <laughs> oh you guys are fucking annoying i swear to god but big old crash uh, <laughs> hashtag headset <laughs> honestly you have no idea how much money i spent on that headset 
what was it? The um, Logitech one, the wireless one. I think I still got it back there. It's wireless, right? It's pretty decent. I think it was like fifty pound or sixty pounds. <laughs> I spent that shit. I thought it was gonna be a game changer for my streams. Number one is hard to connect with it, you know, streaming because you can't listen to shit. You have to get a separate dongle. But then number two, you guys all told me the microphone sounds like fucking dog water. So I spent all that money on this headset thinking I was going to be like a proper, yeah, I'm going to be Kai Sinat, man. I'm going to be the guy. <laughs> and the whole chat was like, no, LL, change, change, change. Oh, as soon as we laugh, I look at it now, I'm like, fuck, man. I wasted all that money for nothing. But anyway, we move, we move, we move. Um, It continues here. Uh, now, like I was saying, I don't think skin works the same way with dudes, unfortunately. For some reason, um, it just doesn't work the same way. I think maybe girls have a better way of kind of using skin as part of an outfit because there's more sensuality, sexuality, um, and just fucking freak shit and just fucking emotion and feeling that comes off of seeing a girl's skin, whether it's a shoulder, whether it's an elbow, or whether it's a fucking back of their hand or something. I mean, it works different. It continues here. It says, what has the response typically been in real life on the subway? She says... Um, the most comforting fact is that I live on the Lower East Side. I never go to Queens or Harlem where people don't understand. Hold on. Hold on. What what she mean here? Hey, Subway Sessions girl, I love you and I want to be your fucking stan. I'm going to run your number one fan account. But what are you saying here? This sounds a bit insane, girl. I never go to Queens or Harlem where people don't understand. What do you mean by people? What do you mean by that? <laughs> What do you mean by people? What kind of people don't, don't understand in Harlem and Queens? What do you mean by that, please? <laughs> Even though Harlem's the home of fucking Dipset, right? The home of fucking ASAP mob and shit, right? All those guys get jiggy, right? They get freaky. They love the fashions. What do you mean by that? Where people don't understand? Tell me more. Anyway, exactly. It's a dog whistle. <laughs> it's a fucking fashion dog whistle. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> it's like me rocking up to a Louis Vuitton store and they say and they tell me no sorry sir we're closed you know sorry sir we're closed but you just let that whole family in sorry sir we're closed <laughs> invite only you're like whoa um <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly she doesn't want to get roasted by teenagers exactly black teen exactly exactly no nobody does lols where I live mostly younger younger crowd and people who love that um I only have experienced the positive. People will stop me and take pictures. I've never experienced hate in real life. It's only the internet, which is true. I think for the most part, you know, we've all seen people wearing crazy shit in the streets or wearing horrible outfits. And at the most, you might roll your eyes. You might double take. You might, if you're a fucking weirdo, take a picture of them. But you're very weird, rarely going to go up to them and say, excuse me, you look like fucking shit excuse me why are you wearing that excuse me do you know you got a bad outfit on excuse me you know you can't mix nike and adidas you're not gonna do that you're just gonna leave them to do their thing but obviously on the internet it's a lot funner to fucking just shoot off some fucking mean words i get it um i get it i don't get it i get it i get it anyway it continues i just want to clarify you said you never got to queens or harlem where people don't understand what do you mean by that let's <laughs> see okay cool the, even the all right i said it the question honestly this is the cut mate this cut article is hilarious whoever this writer is i feel like they kind of hate her they don't really like this girl <laughs> anyway 
I believe if you live somewhere where it's mostly family orientated places, like houses or older people, they wouldn't understand your vision. Ah, oh, she means family. Okay. But hold on. Doesn't the guy from Fast and Furious say it's all it's all about the family? Right? Vin Diesel. So maybe she means that. Maybe that's where she's getting it from. Family, right? But then in my head, when you when you say family, it kind of means code word for black and brown people too, right? Because they're all traveling groups. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Chico and chicas, right? <laughs> hermano, hermana, right? It kind of feels like that. But anyway, me family. Me, me family, yeah. <laughs> Let's continue. Um, she answers, like, how's all the people? They wouldn't understand your vision. All the people with families who are well-established. But because I'm on the Lower East Side... And because I don't usually go that far away where I would get misunderstood, Lower East Side is Lower East Side. There's trash everywhere. It kind of makes sense. It's a younger community. People always partying. Okay, okay. She got out that one very well. Do you sit down on the subway when your outfit doesn't call for pants? No, I don't. If I do, I always have a spare shirt I put on the seat. Some crazy people have been sitting there. If I'm not insane. Most of the time, I just stand up unless my outfit is too showy. I would never sit on with my bare butt. It's a good, good question to ask. Where did, where did you set your phone to record? I, I'd like that too. Um, where I live and I, and I go out, it's always been safe. I put my phone on the floor where you push it to get out. But I put it in a super flat so it doesn't have any angles so you can see my full body. Wow, okay. I don't do anything extra with it. Most of the times you see me out, I don't have makeup or except lipstick because I don't know how to do makeup. I don't know how to do hair. I'm terrible at those two things because I have no patience for that. But for some reason, when it comes to my outfits, I can leave the house unless it's perfect. So I'm always late. Okay, so she puts her phone actually on the floor. Wow, boy, she's, she's brave because I would never do that, especially in London. Your phone will get jacked in a fucking instant. It continues. Where are you normally going with your outfits? In New York, it's always go. You have to go somewhere. You have to go to a museum, park, uh, blah blah. Okay, we don't care about that. Another one. Have you been turned away from somewhere from one of your outfits? She said no, never. People will give you looks, especially older people. It also depends on how you wear it. I don't wear it in the sense of oh, look at my private parts. Attitude is part of the outfit. It has to go together. If you're not confident, people are going to smell it. I have to remember it's all good if you're living only once. You know what's funny as well observation i think it actually helps that she's not like super curvy and doesn't have like super big boobs and shit i guess that's kind of like a weird trap for a girl if you're a girl and you're into fashion but you have like a quintessential like you know a stereotypical sexy body let's say right where you have very voluptuous boobs super big hips big bum and whatever it can be really hard to wear these kind of outfits because immediately the first thing people are going to think is sex they're not gonna they're not gonna think like style, you know, because you see this outfit that she's wearing now. I don't know. Unless you're Fuzzy, you're not gonna get a boner seeing her with this outfit. You're just gonna think, oh, she looks pretty cool. So I think that kind of works when you're kind of, you know, I don't know, you don't have much going on body wise. It's a weird thing I just kind of thought about now as a fucking non woman. But I guess that kind of is a weird trap when you're when you do have curves, when you have assets and shit. It's kind of hard to wear certain things because when you wear it, it just immediately screams like you're asking for attention and shit. Like you're looking at me when it's really just you want to wear something to, you know, look cute and shit. You're kind of dressing for yourself. But, you know, you kind of have to keep that in mind, especially if you live in places where guys like to get a bit handsy and shit. So, yeah, um, big up her. 
we continue. Uh, what's it? Who says? Crash says she looks like Iggy Pop. Yeah, a little bit, isn't it? True, that's a good point. Do you have to put on outfits together um, and wearing them? I live for it, she says. What's that? Do you have fun? Yeah, she said, I live for it. You know when people say, I don't have time to get dressed? I don't understand that. I enjoy it, every little bit of it. And sometimes um, you don't have time, but I'm still going to put on an outfit. That's my brush. Yeah, I love that for her. I love the fact that she's so into clothes like this. Because the thing that I kind of hate as well about fashion, Twitter and social media, the places where she's getting kind of bullied and harassed by people, is that a lot of these people online, for the most part, they don't buy the clothes that they talk about, right? They're, they're sitting there online pontificating about these brands. They don't wear them. They don't go to the stores. And they don't actually wear interesting things day to day. Most of the time they're wearing fucking Zara and Sheen shit, but they have so many big, strong opinions on fucking fashion and shit. It's like, come on, you don't live the life, you don't buy the brands, you're not really about it, so just shut your fucking trap and let the ones that are actually doing it on the front lines like my girl Subway Sessions do what they do. It continues. She said, uh, the answer, um, where do you normally shop? Um, I'm assuming it's all thrifted, right? What's, what's the answer here? Most of my accessories I like to do designer, the bags and the glasses, but the rest of the outfit is mostly thrifted. Yeah, I knew it. Most of it's secondhand, so, but the accessories are designer. Huh, interesting flip. Um, I like to shop at Second Street on Goodwill and websites like Real Real Sense or Essence, sorry. I like to do Alexander Wang. Oh, boo. We can't be fucking having, you know, we can't be having fucking sexual abuse and shit being endorsed there. That's a bit of a blotch on her fucking record, but we move. The Fendi's, the Gucci's, the Pradas. My biggest inspiration is Alessandro Michele at Gucci. Um, that makes sense with the proportions and shit. Even though he recently left the house, but his vision is very me. It's extremely powerful. Yeah, and it's very kitschy and all over the place. So it makes sense why she likes some Alessandro Michele. And of course, Demna as well. Vetman Demna with the big fucking boxy blazers and the skinny tights. Um, even though there's a scandal and everything, Balenciaga has been very inspiring at times. Same with Margiela and of course, Miu Miu. Okay, I like the brands that she likes and she lists there. Who are some of your fashion icons or inspirations? She likes Rihanna. Kendall Jenner, Sienna Miller, it's a good call. That's a fucking UK legend, L London legend. Big up Sienna Miller, original it girl. There's something about her. Um, I like the way that she puts things together. Of course, Bella Hadid, yeah, big up my girl Bella. She's also out here freaking it. But I'm sick of hearing about her in my comments. People keep saying I'm trying to be her. Like we're so different. I understand the basketball shorts, Zoe Kravis too, and Lenny Kravis, yeah. Okay, cool. She's tired of being compared to Bella Hadid. I love it. <laughs> please stop comparing me to one of the hottest women in the world please please we're nothing alike <laughs> anyway what kind of clothes do your friends wear and where do they shop one of my friends is a model and anything looks good on her one of my friends has just had a baby she's not into clothes one of my other friends shops in at Aritza and Zara I have a friend who's a goth so she always wears black you know what I think that's why she looks good I'm going to say this now. I think fashion people who only have fashion friends are fucking freaks. And usually they don't look good anyway. And they usually, you know, circle jerk each other and just talk absolute bullshit. But I think actually living a somewhat regular, well-adjusted life in real life and actually having real friends, it kind of helps you have a balanced and sort of like, you know, laissez-faire attitude towards fashion and not take it too seriously but also taking the shit that you're into very seriously you know what i mean that good balance so i think that's why she's got this she's kind of got a good head on her shoulders um what's the weirdest thing that happened to you since you started being getting notoriety the weirdest thing is that i feel the same i've been getting a lot of love and they'll dm i've been very humbled by some people um if i was if i was sensitive i would turn off my social media just to not read all the bad comments the people that s actually see your vision and support you they write big messages 
people people are giving up taxes um when did you start dressing the way you do now in 2021 after the pandemic my father had died rp to her dad blah, blah blah what do you say to those who say that you have safety and the ability to do so because people will perceive that you are white and thin oh my god i fucking hate social media and the internet people are complaining that this girl has the physique that she has which is why she can do what she does what Maybe if you put down your fucking croissant, right, and you jumped on a treadmill, maybe you could also increase your ability to do good outfits too. I've said this from the, from the beginning. I've gone from fat to thin to thin to fat to fatter to fatter to thin to thin. And I can honestly say nothing improves your wardrobe more than losing five to ten pounds. Not even getting skinny, just losing a bit of weight rounding yourself up a bit firming up in the right places can improve your outfit selections tenfold more so than going out and trying to get baggier clothes or wear different clothes or whatever it may be or try and fit into stuff that doesn't fit your shape just try and lose 10 to 20 especially women 5 to 20 pounds and your dress size can you know drastically change and all of a sudden all these other options are opened up to you in terms of outfit choices not really that difficult just requires a little bit of work and again i'm not saying to people that you have to all look like fucking bella hadid but even if you're a curve you're you're a bit fat just losing a bit of weight excess weight can legitimately make you look way better in clothes overall um but hey what do i know well she says here what what do you say on these occasions yes I'm white and even though I'm an Armenian, I'm not responsible for the colour I was born in. Exactly. I love her answer. This I'm gonna stand this girl, honestly. I will applaud anyone. Anyone with the confidence can pull it off. Of course I'm privileged because I'm white. But don't <laughs> I thought she was gonna I thought she's gonna be one of the people that says I'm not white, I'm Armenian. I wanted to say that. That that would have really fucking set the interview off. Um, anyway, this is so fucking. This is so much nonsense. Like, why are they even ask her these questions? It's fucking insane. She puts on outfits. She puts on fun outfits on TikTok, and now they're fucking trying to give her a fucking twenty-one and me fucking question and answer session. It's like what? Anyway, um, people will say I, I like to embarrass myself. Maybe I like a kink about it. Maybe I do. I was born this way. I have a talent. I want to show it off. Why are people talking about my race and my body? I would never talk about that. No matter what color or weight the other person is, I would never comment on that. And I believe if you have comments like that, leave it to yourself. Exactly. It's not my responsibility to make people feel better about themselves. Ooh, I like this. Oh, about yourself. People who comment that way don't feel good about themselves. There's something in their lives that they, they are not into. I agree with her there. And then she says at the bottom here, at the end, what are you hoping to gain from all this? I'm taking it day by day. I'm open to every possibility. I'm willing to explore every opportunity out there. I believe I'm talented and I have vision. I like that she, I, I like that she keeps saying she's talented because I think there is a talent addressing well because clearly people like Joe Budden, right, from the fucking Joe Budden podcast, one of the worst dressed men in the history of fucking clothes, clearly can show you that some people have the opposite of talent when it comes to dressing because he can't seem to get an outfit together unless he's wearing fucking tracksuits and he's got you know way more disposable income than i have but he just can't seem to get it right outfit so clearly there is talent is associated with fucking dressing well so i like that she keeps mentioning that and kind of gassing herself up um but overall decent enough interview i feel like that whoever the writer was here let me just scroll up and see if i can see their name i feel like this person was hating super hard um dania is isawi 
whoever this person was, I feel like was really, really hating because some of the questions were bizarre, right? Even the way she's kind of set it off the first question here, she really kind of went for her neck. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What do you do for a living? <laughs> you describe yourself as an artist. Why are you, what art are you making? Like so condescending, but big up, um, what you call it? Big up uh, the lady Subway Sessions whose name is... What's her actual name? Her name is Christina Avakianka. Is that you say her name? Ava Avakian. Christina Avakian. Avakian. Yeah, Avakian. So be Christina Avakian for being a good sport, answering the questions as as she did, and you know, just trying to set the record straight and letting people know, freaking it outside with your clothes. You know, especially with stuff, considering the stuff that she's wearing is thrifted and stuff. There's some good ideas here people can pull away from and wear, like even this outfit here. I see a lot of girls kind of freaking as well. You don't maybe have to have to split, but a nice kind of furry skirt somewhere with the heels and a big shirt looks pretty decent for most people. So big up her for doing the bits and pieces there. Me like it. Me fucking like it. Um, moving on from that, I want to talk slightly about what else I want to talk about here that I missed out on. Please bear with me here. I want to talk about this as well. Yeah, big up Doja Cat. Doja Cat seems to be on like a one-way mission to basically rid herself of her fan base. She's basically doing what they do in like, you know, with some DJs where they will purposely try and clear the dance floor. They want to kind of reset the room. So they might play some fucking Robert Glasper, like a fucking 14-minute jazz track or some shit. They might play the soundtrack to fucking Star Wars or something, right? It happens a lot in DJ World, but I've never seen it with a fucking legit pop star where she's actively trying to get her fans to not like her. She obviously is going on these fucking tirades where she's basically saying, we don't, we're not friends. I don't know you guys. I just make good music. Stop asking, stop telling me to tell you that I love you, all this sort of stuff. But the other thing that I think is really interesting about her is that I get the feeling there is an element of like, I don't even I don't even want to call it like self-hate because I think that's too easy of a label to put on people but there's definitely an element of her where I feel like she doesn't enjoy the get the like the black male gaze if that makes sense like I get the feeling that she doesn't enjoy the black male gaze in that she doesn't want black dudes to look at her and first over her so she purposely sometimes wears and acts a certain way that would usually you know be a I don't know, like a dog whistle to the white lads out there who would fucking love the way she kind of acts because it's kind of a kooky white girl thing. But most black dudes who are kind of maybe into her from the moo days, like, you know, bitch I'm a cow thing, are probably just into her because, you know, they remember her for having a, a big bum and shit. But now that she's, you know, kind of leaned against that kind of archetype and she's doing this, what she did now, which is a fucking genius troll, this poster she posted where it says first trap and it's a very unflattering image where it shows all the fucking spots on her head her receding hairline it makes her boobs look super saggy it makes her look super skinny like it's a really unflattering angle right and she's got this kind of bug eyes thing going on i kind of feel like it's a it's like another attempt on top of the pushing the fans away to purposely push away or distract or kind of you know avert the glaze the glaze the gaze sometimes the glazing but the gaze of the black man um or the urban male right in the in the sense of like a central sea like central sea's probably got a little bit too much paprika in him for her anyway even though she's probably way more i guess black than him because i don't even think central sea is black is he i'm not sure if he is i'm not too sure that doesn't matter but i just get the feeling she's not 
somebody that's a fan of having black men look at her and compliment her for her look she doesn't like it at all in the slightest and this is a kind of another way to kind of do it but it's also a funny way to kind of put these sort of things out but that being said i'm really curious to see how this plays out in real time because she's got a tour coming up right and the tour is i forgot the tour name i think she's doing a tour with like she's going on tour with like ice spice and somebody else and then she got this video, music video also that came, sorry, this music video also came out, um, which is called Paint the Town Red. And when I saw this music video and I listened to the song, one thing kind of struck me really when I kind of analyzing it, because I've been a fan of Doja Cat and seeing her kind of, you know, what she's kind of gone on at the moment, where she's perhaps she's trying to push her fans away. I don't mind that. But then when I listened to the song, I, was, I thought to myself, she's not talented enough to have that kind of attitude especially watching stuff that Kanye has been doing over the years. Like Kanye is so undeniably talented. He's such a freak in the fucking, you know, studio and with, you know, design in terms of sneakers, in terms of fucking, you know, activation, launch events and shows and shit. He's so like God tier that it literally doesn't matter what he says and does. People are always going to be queuing around the block for whatever he makes and puts out always. Um, because he's just that good, he can kind of get away with kind of being a douchebag or, you know, saying some very um, displeasing things. But I don't think Doja's art is good enough for her attitude. That's the problem she's having. She's allowed to say fuck you to the fans. She's allowed to say you guys aren't my friends. I don't love you guys. I just make music. That's why you guys know me. Da, 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 leave me alone. We're not friends, blah, blah. You, you can have the attitude. But unfortunately, your art isn't good enough to allow you to be that much of a cunt to your fans you have to kind of play the game everyone else does because i think in most parts of entertainment in most areas of music industry or whatever it may be there is an element of being likability that there is an element of likability that adds your success a good example i think is sexy red sexy red right ski that girl i think legitimately makes some of the worst music i've ever heard in my entire life it legitimately makes you know fucking what's his name he legitimately makes fucking what's his fucking name oh what's that fucking guy the mexican kid's name Lil pump like sexy red makes Lil pump sound like fucking beethoven i swear to god but sexy red has a really likable personality like she's somebody that i get the feeling like guys may want to fuck but also want to be her friends and girls also like because i think with, with with kind of female women rappers and shit it's a bit difficult because sometimes you know you can you have to be kind of a girl's girl but also you have to kind of be a girl's girl that girls aren't intimidated by or threatened by it's, it's a strange thing so i feel like a sexy red does a really good job and maybe even i spice of like you know uh living in that world where they have a lot of male fans and a lot of women fans but for some reason you know doja is on this lane where she's trying to piss off her fans but i feel like her art isn't good enough she has to be likable but she's not likable you know she does a lot of things that make her unlikable so it's hard to kind of root for her because the art isn't undeniable to kind of ignore the unlikability aspect of her personality and the fact that she you know only dates black men and has this whole thing with the hair thing and the purposely trying to divert the black male gaze again i'm reading into this i don't know what i'm talking about i'm probably talking about my ass but i just get that vibe from her a little bit she's a bit of a troll and shit you know what i mean some people don't like that especially the the shade borough type people or me sorry the shade borough shade room people they're not really into fucking you know satirical dark white caucasian humor and shit so she's probably not into all that sort of stuff but you know it's kind of is a sort of 
problem she has to kind of figure it out along the way and maybe sort it but i'm curious to see what happens on the tour because the tour's happening right i forgot what the tour name is let me see if i can get up on here there we go that's it it's the what's that thing called it's the scarlet tour right this tour is happening very soon and i think the first show is happening what in october or something right if i'm not mistaken so we're going to be able to see um you know unequivocally whether or not people give a fuck about doja like that like will she be able to kind of pack out all these venues from october to the point where now people are gonna be like you know what it doesn't matter what she does or says her fucking music is so good i'm interested to see what happens but if you're ice spice or doshi you're gonna be a bit annoyed because she's not doing the best promotion for this tour ever she's not really you know what i mean selling the tour that well so these two girls probably need this tour really badly to go well and be successful and the fact that she's kind of purposely making herself not the most likable person in the world is not going to help you know what i mean so um i don't know i don't know let's see what happens let's see what what it rolls out but i'm curious to see how this all plays out in the next few weeks when the tour does end up kicking off um moving on from that moving on from that let me actually i've got to actually blow it. i want to talk about this personally because i'm in right? what you're saying here what are you just saying in the chat black folks don't know how to take in any atypical black chick it is what it is yeah exactly true black especially american black people i feel like i feel like in the uk we do a lot better with the alternative black image right i feel like the whole tyler the creator thing would have got accepted way quicker in the uk than it did maybe in america i feel like it took a bit long for you guys to kind of get tyler even i think tyler's kind of tame when it comes to alternative sort of like you know black folks but you guys really have a hard time wrapping your head, especially black Twitter and what all those black sort of kind of, you know, hip hop platforms. They really give Doja a hard time because she's clearly not, you know, she's probably one of the, I think, prominent ones I could think of in media out there who's clearly more, acts more white than she is black. And, you know, or maybe half and half, I don't know. But she doesn't try to lean into the black thing. You know what I mean? Um clearly because she's been brought up a certain way which is, is what it is but for some reason people have a hard time kind of getting their head around it kind of is what it is but that being said i'm moving on slightly from this i think i maybe owe travis scott an apology yes i was watching the fucking circus maximus performance the live show that he did in rome italy um you know put on a show to celebrate his album utopia and i said on here on the podcast i didn't really enjoy the album i haven't really enjoyed it to be completely honest um it's not something i replay a lot but it's fucking hard live and if you haven't seen the video please check it out yourself i'm not gonna play all of it but you can see it here the title um it's by this it's on this channel called matt Hawkinson, right? So it's M A W T H A W K S O N, and he's got a video here called Travis Scott Full Life Performance in Rome, Italy, and um, with brackets Kanye West is back, and it legitimately makes the album sound ten times better hearing him before it in live, and it's amazing too because he did us a fucking pleasure, he did us a fucking favor, and he actually performed the album 
because a lot of these motherfuckers will go and perform their fucking rap albums at these shows and just be screaming along to the lyrics or acting like fucking hype men for their own tunes and it's annoying because a lot of these newer kids these new rappers and shit don't say many words so if you don't say many words why not just rap the fucking words to your fucking song so at least with travis he's actually doing that but that aside um i actually put the songs in the playlist also um you know i, I grabbed the set list that he used for this fucking show i watched half of it before i went to the gym but then i, I listened to the whole thing when i was at the gym the whole playlist and yo Travis has some fucking bangers. He has some slappers. And also the album sounds way better live the way it's been sequenced and the way he performs it. It sounds fucking incredible. And it also affirmed to me that Travis is absolutely clear of, 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 of ASAP Rocky. I know if you're ASAP Rocky, it's probably annoying to see Travis because you feel like he kind of copycatted your flow, copycatted your aesthetic and kind of made it his own. But let's be honest. Travis is in another league to ASAP Rocky. They're not even in the same league. I feel like if they ever did the verses, ASAP Rocky and Travis, I feel like it would be really embarrassing how easily Travis would wash Rocky because he has absolute hits. And this is not including the hits that he has recently on Utopia, which are also going to do amazing. There's a picture of flipping um, um, you know, Kanye wearing the fucking Jesus piece. But that aside, he has absolute hits across a pretty decent career no timeline that he's been out and about for so there was a real reminder of that and the crowd the crowd for this fucking you know one-off fucking live show was insane all the fucking white kids in italy turned up and turned out they were rapping his lyrics word by word again rome isn't you know rome isn't fucking amsterdam rome isn't london a lot of these, especially Italian kids also, it's, I don't know why, even the younger generation in Italy, not a lot of them speak English. So the fact that they fucking know the words, maybe they don't understand it, but they can repeat them back to him was really impressive. He had the fucking whole crowd in the palm of his hands. He was performing incredibly well. He kept the energy up for one hour plus, right? Um, with only one break, like all on his own, no dancers, just fucking going for it like he absolutely smashed it and legitimately that album sounds a lot better live like it really did come across way better live and i have to be honest i might have to owe the guy an apology of how much i ripped the album before because it maybe doesn't resonate as well and you know on your headphones it kind of sounds like the same old same old travis but performed live the kind of almost you know theatric vibe of the album and the and the beat switch ups and shit it really resonated when he performed it live i'm not gonna lie i fucking loved it i loved the whole entire performance and it made me want to go and revisit the album and it also made me want to go and see him perform it live on stage he had these um speakers um stacked up like this right which look amazing and if you look at them from afar because at first I thought they looked like the kind of cardboard cutouts that Brendan Shaw used for his special Gringo Pappy, right? They're kind of similar to that, like a skyline of kind of, the, you know, the city skyline. But then from afar, if you're looking at it, so it's up close to speakers, but if you're from afar, it kind of does look like a city skyline. I quite like how they did that. Really, really clever. Again, very simple, very basic. Some screens on the side projecting him. Um, you know in full and then obviously the crowd just in their fucking thousands out there having a fucking blast it looked absolutely sick man he absolutely killed it i legitimately can't say any more better words than this he absolutely cleared it um 
Uche is saying, I don't see myself listening to an entire Travis Scott album. I just want to know which two are the bangers. Oh, um, two songs of the bangers. Of course, Meltdown. I love Meltdown. And then my other favorite song from the album. Oh, so Meltdown is one of my favorites. And I'm going to say, oh, Fiend. Yeah, two. Th those are two easy ones. Seven, track seven and track eight on the album oh yeah and the tezo tune yeah fuck man yeah there's too many good ones but if you want if you want two off the off the top i'm gonna go for um track seven and track eight those are two really good ones but one of my favorite ones is i know i know is one of my favorite songs on that album i know i know i know i know i know let's actually the lyrics quickly here um tell me is you still up it's 5 a.m i'm drunk right now tell me can we still fuck one of them one-on-one -on -one, i'm in the zone right now tell me am i still telling you you just just how much i feel right now you said it's just the drugs and i know i know i know i know i know i lied to you before like ugh. anyway too much i don't know fucking butcher the fucking lyrics but yeah the album is fucking banging way better than i assumed it would be performed live and travis is a really really good performer and he's absolutely clear clear with asap rocky it's not even close again if i'm rocky i'm annoyed because i'm older than him i feel like he copied my flow he tried to you know fuck rihanna too all this shit i get it but they're not in the same league I swear to God, they're not in the same league. Um, Travis is on another level. And it was also good to see, um, what you call it, Kanye West come out and accompany um, Travis during the show. He didn't actually say too much. He said a couple of words, rapping along with the songs, had his head covered for the most part, but he was out there on stage with Travis having a good time. It was good to see them hug it out and Travis obviously saying in the mic there would be no fucking yay. There would be no Travis sorry without yay because obviously he's one of the, I think, early, early good music signees and has been, you know, one, one, someone, you know, by Kanye's side for a very long time. Even though, you know, he's had Drake on fucking sicko mode and meltdown essentially, you know, going at fucking Kanye's friends and Kanye directly and his family and shit, which is kind of going to make you feel weird if you're yay. The fact that you're so close to, you know, you look at fucking, you know, Travis thinks you're his mentor, but then he also is not afraid of having fucking Drake come on your fucking record and absolutely smash you to pieces. You know what I mean? That's absolutely mad. But big up that. I really enjoyed it. And of course, you see them hugging out there. Big up over and under for the picture. You see them having a good, nice embrace there. Travis probably telling him how much he means to him and shit. Like, I'm wearing these fucking gloves because of you, man. I fucking love you, man. I fucking love white girls because of you, man. You know, he's trying to give him that fucking love. And um, here, of course, we've got pictures of Travis Scott's new shoes. But yeah, the show was absolutely amazing. I enjoyed it. Check out if you haven't already. Travis is a fucking sick live performer. And I don't want to hear anything different about that. I don't want to hear anything different about that. I don't actually care. I swear to God, I don't care. Travis is absolutely clear of everybody, mate. He's absolutely smashed it. That was one of my favorite sets I've seen in a very, 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 very long time. What are you guys saying in the chat before I leave you? You're saying here, yeah, I think Travis worked with good music production and a grand hustle for artist deals. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I remember that true. Yeah, yeah. He's got one of those weird split deals, isn't it? You're right, um, Lucid. Um, if the subwoofers don't thump, I don't want it. Hello, <laughs> Sujay. Goosebumps of my favorite. Yes, Dirty Merch. Yes, a big, big tune. Gosno says, the greatest artist of all time, he said. I'm not hating. Glad to see him back, especially with all the other clown rappers today. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, he raps so hard in my in my eyes. Yep, definitely agree with that one. Um, yeah, it's a great album. Only had only three. Okay, you only three bad songs. I don't think I agree with that. I just think, I just think the, the you know the anticipation didn't really match the final result. That's the only problem with it. I don't think it's mostly a Travis thing. I think in general, in art, in you know, in all parts of culture, I, don't, I just don't think things are that great anymore. People just make sometimes mediocre art and it doesn't hit the same. But in general, I did really enjoy the performance and I feel like it breathed a new life in the album. And like I said, I made an entire fucking track listing of the fucking playlist of it, actually. Actually, I'm, when I make the clip, I'll see if I can link to playlist because I've got an Apple Music. I don't actually make Spotify playlists because I'm not a fucking weirdo. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I made it on Spotify, put a little place together, all the all the songs from the fucking um from the fucking, you know, from the live show. So if I can make a link for it, I'll do I will add it onto the description of the podcast later on so you can click on it yourself and add all the songs on there. But it's a pretty decent list. There's twenty five songs on there, one hour thirty six. And yeah, man, he absolutely killed it. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely smashed it. Fiend and the, the crowd went crazy he kind of cut off the playboy carty part because obviously he's not there and it's his live show but fiend went off man people were going crazy when fiend was on bean 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 like it's absolutely insane how much the crowd was fucking loving that song but yeah anyways um it was a good time i enjoyed it i cannot lie i cannot lie so i'm gonna leave it there for now with you lovely people it's been a pleasure talking it's been a pleasure podding it's been a pleasure sharing some of my cultural commentary nonsense i'll be back again tomorrow with more cultural commentary there'll be more random show tomorrow more agassino zinger show and we go again and again and again and again so keep an eye out for those streams later on today for those of you who are watching and still on the stream chat appreciate all of you as well make sure you like the stream before you leave that'd be greatly appreciated um big up everybody in the stream chat i see every single one of you it's been a pleasure 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 to have you here um and yeah man i'll see you all again very very soon if you listen to this via the audio side of the podcast you will hear my tune of the day so if you're watching the live stream also pop over to the audio side and listen to my tune of the day i do put those out all the time so you'll hear that playing underneath this but for those of you watching live i'll see you again very soon and take care be safe peace